The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling, and Hispanic people too, and all people. Hey everybody, welcome to a uh, another edition of the Rough House Podcast, your favorite wrestling podcast that I'm sure is a fact and not something I just made up <laughs> at the beginning of the show, so <laughs> thanks for joining us, it's, yeah. uh, I'm Christoph and that's Marty. Hello! So, uh, man, it's been a busy week. We've Good got lord! A lot of stuff to cover, so, um, you know, I guess we're not going to start with any poop stories. No. Or cat stories, or no. cat pooping stories. Not Unless not you have a week. really good one. I, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't have any good cat stories, don't have any good cat pooping stories, don't have any good personal pooping stories, I, nor I, have I'm, I pooped out a cat. Not something I've done. Huh. I mean, the amount of poo that has come out of me at one point in time... The, Cat size, the roughly. mass of which combined from the the buckshotty little uh, pieces may have uh, <laughs> the buckshotty combined pieces. to the masses of a cat, perhaps. Definitely but possible. That's a story for another day. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, Kristoff uh, uh, can attest. I'm I'm more than a little prepared for this week. I started making a list. Yes. Of the things that happened this week in the world of professional wrestling. It is lengthy. Uh, good lord, a lot of things have happened. <laughs> so much. Uh, I, I, I think, though, the primary stuff we want to talk about is we are just coming off of a pay-per-view weekend, yes. although they're not really pay-per-views. Like, oh, yeah. Network special weekend. They'll always be pay-per-views. That's just what they've been classified as. Right, right. You know? Well, you know, I, I, there's going to be a point where calling these shows pay-per-views is going to be akin to calling albums records. <laughs> like, you're just you're immediately dating yourself by, by calling it that. But uh, a big weekend in Chicago for the WWE yes. uh, as NXT TakeOver Chicago was on Saturday night. Money in the Bank was on Sunday night. Uh, one great show, one pretty decent show, Yeah, if I, if I do say so myself. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the takeovers, which we discussed last uh, last week, have, this one more than others, had the potential to not be as great. Right. And man, did they uh, over-deliver. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, there were matches on the card that I was st- skeptical of. If you listen to our Patreon episode from right. last week where we actually went through the cards, um, I, I really was skeptical of this was going to live up to the peak of TakeOvers. It's not one of the best TakeOvers of all time like no. New Orleans was. Right. But it was a damn good show. It was hella good, man. I mean, it started out uh, strong with a tag match. That, Jesus Christ, that tag match. Man. Birch, oh, my God. Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan earned their paychecks uh, tenfold. Yes. Um, they got tossed around, beat up, and they del- they delivered it back as well. Um, a, just a really good... A snug fight and yeah. um, between them and the Undisputed Era. And you had Adam Cole out there running a little bit of interference, but uh, for the most part, he, he was pretty much a non-factor. Right, right. Uh, there was one segment where he kind of got involved and he was thrown out immediately. Yeah. It, it made me start to wonder if we'd see a, a surprise switch of the tag titles because it felt like <laughs> a show where... More titles could change. Yeah, more <laughs> on that later. Um, we'll, we'll let you know when spoilers are ahead uh, because, man, things have changed rapidly in NXT before shows have even been aired. As we said, busy week. Busy week. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm I'm really going to go ahead and say, because there may have been people who, if they didn't watch TakeOver Live, they're like, oh, okay, I'll watch the main event. Right. Obviously, I'll watch... Uh, you know, Dream and Ricochet. Uh, Dream and Ricochet. I'll, I'll watch um, Black and Sullivan to see how that went. Right. I'm going to go so far as to say, like, if if Gargano Ciampa was the best match of the night, it's uh-huh. like a 1-1-A for that tag match. Because that tag match blew away every expectation I had and was really a star-making performance for Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, and I hope something comes of it. Like, Absolutely. I hope this isn't one of those... You know, okay, you made it to a takeover, you had a good showing, and then it's on to the next competitors right, for the right. for the champs. Um, because, you know, as, as we've discussed, they're really great on their own, and they, they've kind of done the uh, Cesaro and, and Sheamus where they're similar enough that they joined forces yeah. and just have gotten much better. So... Um, yeah, it would be it would be a shame if they kind of just go floating back into obscurity. I mean, I don't really foresee them going up to the main roster at any time soon. No, no. They don't have enough personality for that, enough to get over with the crowd, I feel. But in NXT, that shit works really tenfold, well. Tenfold. Um, and it's work rate in NXT before character, I feel, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, with full sale and takeover crowds. But man, yeah, uh, all four of those guys are really good at pro wrestling. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Good lord. Roddy Strong lays in real hard. Kyle O'Reilly is just quick and you know, he'll hit you with some strikes. He'll throw you. He'll do some grappling. He'll get you on the mat and, and run around on you. Just yeah. and, and Birch and Lorkin just just elbow the fuck out of you. Very hard hitting. <laughs> very uh, intense. Yeah. Um. And and the thing that I thought was really kind of interesting was the Chicago crowd treated the undisputed era as the faces. Yeah. Even though they are heels, it's they were true. treated as the faces. And as the match went on. Lorkin and Birch kind of fed into that and and started playing a bit more of the heel role, yeah. which, if anything, kind of also made him feel a bit more like a, a face role for thus, uh, those of us watching on TV because it's like, 
uh, the Undisputed Era are finally getting their just desserts. Right. Yeah. After being, you know, the dickish heels they have been. And so good at it. Too, oh, good lord. Way. So damn good. Good lord. At it. But yeah, the, the, one, the one spot I can't get out of my head is I think it was uh, Oni Lorkin went to the top rope mm-hmm. and Kyle O'Reilly pushed him off onto the apron. Yes. And then fell onto the floor. How that guy is walking uh, and I, finished I, the match is beyond me. Especially because that is. The hardest part of the ring. Got, I don't know yeah. if you know this. Uh, you know what? I had heard that somewhere. I'd read it on a Reddit thread. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as I just said that, I finally realized where the name Reddit came from. Yes. Because I'm not smart. And it just clicked <laughs> in my head that that's where Reddit came from. Yes. Because I yes. never used it. Reddit in Reddit. And I was like, fuck, I'm a moron. There you go. God damn it. I'm stupid. A multi-million dollar, maybe billion dollar empire built around God, that turn of phrase. I'm such a dolt. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> I'm a dullard. It's okay. Uh, true story from my real life. This is a true story from my real life. Jesus. When I got married, uh-huh. my my mother's aunt okay. m- made like uh, decorations and stuff. Sure. And all of the decorations said, best day ever. Okay. I did not realize until literally... Three weeks ago. I've been married three years. <laughs> that it was a pun on my last name. <laughs> it took me three uh, goddamn years. It was my own wedding. I didn't even understand the reference. Oh, uh, you're just like, oh, that's great. That's yeah. Great. Oh, yeah, 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 this is going to be a great. good day. That's wonderful. How sweet. <laughs> nope. Pun on my last name. So, oh, could be worse, Chris. Strong. Could be infinitely strong. worse. Strong. I don't know. Red has been around a lot longer than that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> hey, what I'm trying to say is, I'm an idiot also. We're both idiots. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, continuing on onto the card, <laughs> I was shocked this was the second match of the night. Yeah. Uh, Velveteen Dream and Ricochet go one-on-one. Now, I will temper this saying, Okay, I enjoyed the match greatly. Yes. I enjoyed the match I saw live. Yeah. A lot more. Really? Yes. Okay. Not everyone got to see that, though. And, True. And I, I hate to be that guy. You know, it, it, it's almost akin to, you know, when a band gets big and it's like, I sure. saw them at the Auto Boy for 10 bucks. Yeah. I'm not trying to to show my cred here. To it's just... yourself up. I... I the match they had, while great, it left me going, I know there's more there. Was it – so what, what was the difference? Was it more focus on the storytelling in the TakeOver match and more the flipsy-doos at the uh, at the house show you saw? I, I, I think the, the biggest difference between um, the the bout I saw live and, and the bout on the pay-per-view, which the one on the pay-per-view was great. It was, yeah. Uh, a lot of it on the pay-per-view is built around the idea of the feud, which is anything you can do, I can do better. Right. Dreams, hesitance, and and at moments slowness in trying to replicate what Ricochet can do. Right. I felt kind of hurt the first part of the match. Like it it made it feel a little more spotty and a little more slow at times. Still a great match. Yeah. But, you know, compared to the match they were doing, you know, all around the horn on the live events, it was very much just each guy doing what they do best as opposed to one of them right. trying to replicate the other and right, right, right. not doing it as well yeah. which again may is, have been the story right. of the match exactly so. and i feel like i feel like it is and you know at at a point like that you kind of have to you know put some of the focus on the story and and, and as right. in terms of you know pro wrestling stories go this isn't the freshest one but i feel like it was it was done really well Absolutely. and you know patrick or velveteen dream yeah. is just because i knew him back then um, <laughs> is just he's really good at um his reactions and emoting yeah. um and you know his efforts in doing the 
basically near impossible physically things that Ricochet does right. was pretty damn good. Right, right. Uh, and and it's funny you mentioned the Patrick Clark bit because uh, in the, the video package prior to the match, there's, Holy shit. there's a great bit oh. where they show him on yes. Tough Enough yes. and everything and because they're doing the UFC-style sit-down promos, right. which the WWE should steal Absolutely. wholeheartedly because uh, it... it, it it makes it seem a little bit more legitimate and yeah. also can help, uh, you know, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives of live promos. <laughs> yeah. um, he, you know, he, uh, Velveteen Dream just being like, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Dream about. has no memory yeah. of that. <laughs> has no memory of that. Yes. So good. And I, I have that. Uh, I saved that photo and I'm going to be texting that to random people whenever, <laughs> whenever appropriate. My photo roll on my phone is photos of my cat. Pro wrestling photos and some photos of poops that I've taken that I've sent to Justin because we're weird. Um, I'm glad I'm not on those threads. I'm <laughs> glad I mean, I'm not on those threads. You want. I can no, I'm in. good. I'm sure. good. Yeah, sure. yeah, so, yeah. Because yeah, the, the la- last thing I need because <laughs> I'm, I'm a Mac guy, so all my text messages pop up everywhere. Yes. Last yes. thing I need is to be in oh a, my God, a, I need a, this. a conference at work and <laughs> here comes some photos of Chris's oh. poop, and I forgot to hide my notifications during Never the Never tell me when you're going to be in a conference. Yeah, yeah. Not... I had one that ended up like a cross. It, like, crossed each other. It was impressive. <laughs> a holy shit, that if was you will. A, Oh, God damn it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. How did you beat me to that? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is 11 a.m., so. Um, <laughs> You've been up since early and i've been up since 10 right right um but there were there are a lot of things to unpack in that match like the entrance for velveteen dream yes was a thing of beauty he came out wearing straight up prince puma uh Mm -hmm. tights and it was like bottom half was uh prince puma and then the top half was uh was hulk hogan yeah i don't know what that's about i mean there's been some back and forth between the two of them on Ugh. social media since including <laughs> dream absolutely owning hogan yeah i'd lay off social Terry media if I were you. yeah yeah um <laughs> clearly no love lost between uh, uh well, hogan and certain members of the locker room yeah, well, the understandably dude pretty so blatantly racist on those uh, yeah. illegally captured yeah. Ended uh, audio clips and videos, but still, Velveteen Dream being who he is is still rightfully a little dismissive above the guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I figure. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I interpret it as part homage uh, right. to Hogan or part of. If you're going to say you're the best, I'm going to come out as arguably the greatest of all time. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like that was part of it as well. There's a lot of different layers to it, and yeah. I think that really, you know, I, I don't know if that was his idea or something uh, Trips or the writers gave to right, him. Right, right. But, uh, you know, and he even emulated every single pose, every mm-hmm. little motion that yeah, Hogan yeah, yeah. did to a T. So yeah. it was it was impressive. And, you know, obviously from watching Tough Enough, we know that he's a student of the game. Right. And was always a fan, so it probably didn't come a too much of a stretch to him. But it was still, you know, it was still a really, really good entrance. And Ricochet his entrance is cool as shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really growing to love his uh, entrance yeah. music and everything. Yeah, kind of sounds like it should be the the background music to like uh, a trailer of a blockbuster movie, um, <laughs> which, which is a, a perfect vibe yeah. for setting the pace of a ricochet match. You're going to see something epic, something ridiculous, right. something crazy, and it's kind of parallel to The Rock. Uh, yeah. In that Dreams was a uh, uh, parallel to Hogan, which yeah. they got into in the match, the WrestleMania, what, 18 uh, mm-hmm. bit that they did. Yeah. But, you know, when he does the, kind of the, the breathe in and then puts his hand up, he doesn't mm-hmm. put it up in the fist like The Rock does. Yeah. But he kind of does that same sort of thing. And even the music 
in some the, certain respects, there, in, there is a similar rhythm. Yeah, and, like I don't know if it's it, BPMs or something that right. really uh, elicits the the memory of of the rocks theme. So they yeah. really had that going really well. Um, and then the you know the the stare down and turn yeah. in. Uh, looking at the crowd was great. I gotta say the the ugliest bump of the match. I mean, it was beautiful when you think about what he did, but goddamn, it looked bad uh, when Dream did the coast to coast elbow drop. Ooh. Holy hell! He landed on that arm tough. Oh god! Tough. Like there, that was a match of of both Ricochet and Dream doing unreal things. True. And I will say this about Ricochet. Uh, the toned down Ricochet we're seeing is yeah. still an incredibly captivating worker. It's true, you can tell he's really stepped up his his game of the basics and and how to keep the crowd interested without having to do his flippy doos every yeah. two to three seconds. Nothing wrong with flippy doos. I love flipsy doodles. Uh, but fact is, he's definitely getting his basics down and, yeah. and learning when to use and when to pull back. But Dream doing that elbow drop just oh yeah just. Killed it. it oh, that man. the second worst one was probably the shooting star that he went like halfway across the ring and then landed on his damn on uh, Dream's knees. Oh yeah, that yeah. was brutal. Oh. But uh, winning with the six thirty, beautiful six thirty. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like this is a feud that if they are smart, they will re- they will come back to down the line. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Uh, th- this didn't strike me as a one and done. It did strike me as something where guys are going to go the separate ways. Right. Unlike certain NXT feuds where it's like they're going to build up over more TV, more takeovers, and so yeah. on. This felt like one that we've seen it. Ricochet won today, but the war is going to continue on later, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I'd love to see those guys. You know, come mania time, maybe throwing down for the title or, or something like that. That would be great if if Dream is still around on NXT. Cause right, rumors and uh, scuttlebutt are saying that he's uh, he's not long for NXT and maybe coming yeah. up to the main roster soon. Uh, which apparently was on a list post mania to come up, which is crazy. I know for as young as he is and how yeah. good as he is, it's it's shockingly awesome. Yeah. Uh, so continuing on in the show. Uh, what I feel like was probably the least good match of the night, but still delivered in storytelling. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Cross going against Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Title. Yeah. Uh, how'd you feel about this one, Chris? I wanted I wanted a little more physicality from Nikki mm-hmm. Cross. I feel mm-hmm. like you know she was she got the crazy down right, 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 uh, in terms of her mannerisms and everything. But I feel like her offense didn't really do it for me. Yeah, yeah. The, lacking. The the way I ended up describing this uh, on Twitter is pretty much how the match played out. The old Bugs Bunny cartoon where it was going against the boxer. Uh, that's what this felt like. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I yeah. just, you had Nikki Cross being a complete loon and Sheena Baszler not really knowing what to do with it. Right. Uh, the, the, the whole story of the match being that Nikki wants to get to the shit kicked out of her, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just surreal and weird and I, I thought the finish with uh, the choke and Nikki smiling with joy right. that she's being choked out uh, it birthed a few fetishes I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah I could, I could finish that <laughs> I bring it home to that uh, I, but it, it definitely showed that Baszler while she works well with the right people like her matches with Ember Moon were really solid yeah. she's not there yet for her, for her degree of of experience, yeah. she's quite good. Yes, yes. And given given her age and notoriety, I understand why she is the linchpin of the NXT women's division right now. Yeah. At that same time, 
she's not entirely there yet. This is a different era from, you know, the the, the Four Horsewomen era or the Asuka era right. of, you know, great matches. This is definitely kind of a, a more hybrid storytelling work rate approach. So. And I feel like she did do a good job yeah. in <clears throat> her reactions to Nikki Cross and, you know, trying to find a way to, uh, you know, to, to put her down and to, you know, get past her craziness and whatever. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was a fine match. You know, it's not the, the best women's match of, you know, the year by, no, any, by no. any means. Um, and it, it looks like uh, that that was the one and done for Nikki. It looks like yeah. Shayna's moving on, um, yeah. reading the spoilers. We won't say who. You can look it up if you want. But it looks like it'll be somebody else uh, for the next uh, takeover or season, I guess. Because uh, it'll be Brooklyn up Brooklyn, in SummerSlam. Yeah. So that's, that's two months yeah. um, to build. Which most of which I think they've already taped. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we got through uh, all of June and July, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it, it, you know, it's looking like it's going to be another good takeover. But, but again, yeah, we, we will let you, yeah. Roughhouse listener, look up the spoilers. We won't dig too deep into them. Um, right after that, uh, NXT world title. Uh, yeah. As we had Aleister Black defending against Lars Sullivan. This was the match I was most concerned about going into the pay-per-view. Yeah. And basically... Aside from one major yeah, slip-up. one major slip-up. It's okay. They redeemed themselves with the finish, which yeah. had an incredible visual. Uh, they decided, I thought, they were going to go shortcuts. They were right. going to go tables, chairs, all that stuff. Yeah. No, they saved all of that and more. And more. Uh, for, for Ciampa Gargano. Yeah. Uh, so instead... They just had two dudes beat the fuck out of each other, which is really all I want from my pro wrestling. I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, I don't want to go full on MMA, but I, I like dudes in wrestling rings beating the shit out of each other. So that scratched yes. that itch real nice. Yeah, uh, it, it made Lars look like a badass. Yeah. It, it made Black look like a badass. Minus that whiffed black mass towards yeah. the end. Yeah. It's okay. We got two presumably legit black masses Ooh, afterwards. Straight in the jaw. Uh, like, he got one. Then yeah. he had Lars sitting there, bleeding from the nose and mouth, <laughs> begging for a second, which yeah. sold him. Like, yep. like, that's a moment you can put in yeah. video packages for ages to come it's with true. him. Uh, and yeah, Black retains uh, appropriately so. Again, I thought this would be an instance where they could do a surprise title change. Yeah, but uh, Black retained, and uh, even though it wasn't the best match of the night by any means, I was very impressed with what they were able to put together. Yeah, this is the first time that we've really gotten to see <clears throat> Alistair Black really be affected by offense and have mm-hmm. to sell. Um, and, you know, uh, he's a very talented and experienced uh, pro wrestler, so he, he is good at that. But it was something yeah. we hadn't really <clears throat> damn it, seen that much before. Um, mm-hmm. And Lars, you know, did a good job tossing him around and, mm-hmm. you know, Black with his quickness and getting those kicks and strikes in. Uh, yeah. re- really good. I feel a little bad for Alistair Black because... He had the misfortune of becoming NXT champion at yeah. the height of this Gargano and Champa feud. So, you know, usually the champ headlines the, the show, the pay-per-view. Right. Um, special event, network exclusive, whatever the <laughs> fuck all you want to call it. But the dude's been saddled to the uh, the pre-main event position because right. of Gargano and Champa, And, you know... Storyline wise, Gargano and Champa deserve to be there. Uh, I'm not. Right. I'm not saying anything about the decision. It's the fact that I feel bad for the guy who did all this work and became champion and and, and doesn't have to close doesn't close the show. 
Now, right. from what it looks like, again, no spoilers, but going forward into Brooklyn, it looks like he may have that opportunity finally. Right, right. It does look like he is uh, ascending completely <clears throat> to the main event. Um, and and the thing I will say about Gargano Ciampa, not just because of the spots that were in the final match, but because of of the 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 storytelling thus far, it makes sense that it's the top of the card. Yeah, uh, the one at New Orleans made more sense because it was you know unsanctioned. Therefore, sure. it took place. After the main car. Right. Uh, in, in this instance, because of the spots planned, because of the insanity of the match that would follow, man, uh, it's appropriate that it went last. Yes. But I, I am looking forward to seeing an NXT where Aleister Black is the focus. Right. Uh, especially because, I mean, he's got the gold around his waist. And, yeah. Uh, that is something I thought I'd point out. He actually wears the belt. I know. That yeah. happens a lot in NXT. You don't see it in, yeah. in, in the main roster. Cole wears the belt. Yeah. Uh, Baszler comes out with the belt on, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly. Black um, wears the belt. Black wears the belt. Kyle Riley does his great Hollywood Hogan air yes. guitar on the belt. Yeah. And he, he's just fucking shredding it. I love yeah. him for yes. it. Uh, he's great. Roddy, I think Roddy has the belt on under mm-hmm. his jacket. It too mm-hmm. so yeah that's exactly i don't know if that's a uh a choice by the competitors down there or if that's uh something that um they're kind of instilling in the people coming yeah. through there but i do like it yeah I, I mean it does add to the difference of presentation for for nxt yeah. uh one yeah. of the things i really enjoy is you know in that sort of old school nwa style flair uh, no pun intended. Uh, you know they have the the specialized uh, ring introductions for the the championship title matches. Yes, but when the matches are happening, they kill the lights on the crowd. Yeah, they kill <laughs> all of the lights on the entrance stage. Uh, I, I think it helps add to kind of the old school presentation of the yeah. show. Uh, yeah. And and one other thing I wanted to mention before we get into that main event because I feel like we have a lot to discuss <laughs> there. Uh, props to Vic Joseph for uh, stepping in for Mauro Ranallo. Yeah. I hadn't been uh, too heavily exposed to him. I know he uh, does commentary in 205 Live. Right. 205, I usually catch what people said was good, and, yeah. and that's about it because I don't need another too much full hour wrestling. of wrestling. Um, I thought he did a really, really great job of calling the show. Yeah, uh, and, and Nigel stepped up to kind of fill in the gaps a lot right, more than right. normal, too. Um, and Nigel, you know, is, is a pro. Um, but, yeah. yeah, Vic Joseph did, did did an admirable job. Obviously, would I have loved to hear Morrow call that Gargano Champa match a million percent? Yeah, hey, it got a Mamma Mia chance. So uh, that's got that's to be pretty awesome for Morrow. That's true. That's true. He was doing what? Showtime boxing? I yeah, think yeah, night. Showtime boxing because his boxing commitments have first right, pick precedence. of his dates, yeah. unfortunately. That's a bummer. But uh, but yeah, Vic Joseph did did do a good job. He's yeah. a, he's got a good future uh, ahead of him uh, in the game. I think you know mm-hmm. you know with him and Tom Phillips and uh, you know if Michael Cole ever decides to step aside to me, Michael Cole's been doing it for a while now. Yeah, and, and it sounded like that was his exit strategy that yeah. that he was going to be moving on. Uh, I mean, this was in the era where Morrow was calling SmackDown. Right, that Michael Cole is going to start taking a, a step back. But uh, I guess much like Jim Ross, you know. There's only but so many people they trust in that spot. True. And uh, uh, as we'll get into Money in the Bank, uh, some of the guys that they got right now ain't (laughs) ready for that spot, even if they've done it for years prior. (coughs) Coach. Good Lord. Um, So the main event. Yeah. Chicago Street Fight. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Before the match starts, you got Gargano backstage 
Mrs. Wrestling, Candice LeRae, <laughs> hands him a crutch. Yep. And tells him to beat that ass. Beat that ass. Uh, I was worried that was going to be Chekhov's gun. I was real or Chekhov's crutch, yeah. I guess. I was really worried that we were going to see a, a Candice turn. A turn? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I think, yeah. I don't think at this point, I mean, it would be great. Yeah. It would be a great story, but I don't think that's. The direction, uh, and obviously not at that time you didn't know the, which direction it was going. Right. But the, the, the story that they're telling with this and continue to tell, because um, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's over at all. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like We're, the, we are in act two. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Like, it's still really good. We're not tired yeah. of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a that that was that was a good that was a good moment to kind of solidify the relationship when their relationship would come into play very much so right. um, later in the match. There were there was a lot of craziness in this match. Yeah, um, the most ECW brawl esque match yeah, that that at least NXT, NXT has yeah. had. Uh, I mean, it even got an ECW channel at one point, Did. down to the point where you had the hidden stop sign. I in popped a fan so hard for sign. that. I popped so uh, hard when when Champa, who is obviously selling that it's heavy enough to not be a stop sign in there, right, right. tries to rip it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but then the the rips the cardboard off. Gargano does exposes the stop sign. I popped so hard for that. That was a great callback. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they went about thirty five minutes. Yeah. Uh, of really just a non-stop brutal brawl. I don't know that this was as good a match technically as the one in, well, no. in New Orleans, no. but no. in terms of just it wasn't a match, it was a fight. Hard hitting, yeah. hardcore action. Yeah. Uh stellar work. And and I would have never thought that either one of these guys, I mean, Gargano uh and and Ciampa, I I looked at them as, you know, the work rate boys. Yeah. Uh for better or for worse. Yeah. You know, they, they came with the indie pedigree, and I didn't know they could deliver something this gritty, this rich in storytelling. Yeah. And uh, frankly, I thought they were going to the well one time too many. But right. what they did in this match that was so clever was they added layers to the storytelling. Yep. Uh, the, the question of, has Gargano gone too far? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean... Obviously, he had great reason to snap the sure. the, the whole segment with uh, Champa tearing off the wedding band, oh. spitting on it, and oh. chucking it into the crowd. Oh God, was a ten. Mwah. Chef um, kiss for you, Champa. Uh, the oh God, the um, I don't even know the name of the move that Johnny did off the uh, the speakers through the two tables. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it looked kind of like an emerald frozen, but not quite. Uh, it, it was, it was it, essentially the same thing that Champa did to him at right. the end of the last takeover. Yeah, uh, but then and he sat above, uh, you know, the lying and in, in, in pain Champa just the way Champa did it yes. last year. Yeah, there were so many callbacks to last Chicago that it was mm-hmm. it was spectacular, and you know the story. This, this, I mean, the story is basically of of jealousy. That, yeah, you know, Champa is jealous of Candace in the relationship because you know they were best friends, and then in comes this this woman and right. takes the best friend away, and it's all it's all jealousy and taking away yeah. what he's uh, what he doesn't have anymore. And it was just so so well done. That wedding ring part was fucking great. Yeah. Oh my god, that's good storytelling. Um, but uh, yeah, the, 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 there were so many like hardcore crazy spots with. Trash cans and the ring steps. Yeah, the ring steps, which they set up as basically a platform yeah. on the side of the apron. 
Um, just uh, and, and holy shit, the 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 uh, tearing off the canvas yeah. and padding. I don't to, think I've ever seen that in a WWE. Not ring. in WWE. I've I've seen yeah. other companies yeah. do it. Uh, I never thought I'd see that in the WWE because it is... Exposing the padding. Yeah, exposing (laughs) the padding, showing the wood beneath. Um, A lot of people, you know, got hand-wringing on the internet about the way the finish went, that it seemed like it it took too long or whatever. that's just nitpicky oh, bullshit. I, uh, I I I bought into it, yeah. you know, hook, line, and sinker. So no, no issues from where I sit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the super kicks while uh, that was Shampa tough to watch. Had his uh, hands handcuffed behind, behind him. his back. Yeah. I mean, he got in like eight straight sidekicks yeah. to Champa's dome. Yeah. With his hands tied. That was. That was like, oh, Johnny's, come on, man. But that's the, the thing that's that what they wanted. That's to do. what they wanted. Yeah. No, I know. For you to re- for you to just feel that discomfort, to to recognize that he had gone too far. Yeah, that he had pushed that's himself beyond the limit. And I want to see where Gargano goes after this. He lost. Yeah, he lost to Champa. He had the win. He went back to the well and he lost. Yeah, and he didn't just lose the match. It seems like he lost part of himself. And does this drive Candice LeRae uh, away? Right. Because that's not the man that she married. Exactly. You know, which in telling with the story with what Ciampa wanted to do, Ciampa wins. Now, now I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have a weird little nitpick here. Okay. Okay. So something that I love, and, and, and it struck me that, that Triple H is the type of dude that loves this. I'm sure it was his, his uh, statement to both Gargano and Ciampa. It's street fight. Uh-huh. Their first show up, street clothes, with your boots, with your like jeans tucked in, whatever. Cool. They they both kind of did that. Yeah. Is it weird? And and I say this as a gigantic MCU nerd. Okay. Is it weird that it's like I'm so pissed off at Ciampa, I'm gonna show up in cosplay to kick his. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only thing where like it's it was cool looking gear. It was maybe should have been better saved for another takeover. Right, right. That's that's my thought. Like even him popping up in, in like the Thor gear at the last takeover. Right. It's like okay, well it's a match, and he's well he's trying to bring back uh, you know his his mojo well, and get all his right. Gig well, back. let's break it down. So yeah. last time he came out in Thor gear where he yeah. had to overpower mm-hmm. Champa uh, right. in this unsanctioned match. So you right. had to have. The strongest Avenger, right, uh, so right. Thor. So this one uh, was telling the story of him being this this white meat babyface, i.e. Mm-hmm. Captain America, right, right, coming out, but then losing himself, right, uh, in it. So it kind of is a bit of a parallel in there, sure, sure. But to your point, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, that, <laughs> and, and and granted that that's nothing that takes away from the match. It's just one of those things where I'm like, it, it's it's. A shade too cute by half. It's a little, it's a little silly. And Champa's yeah. airbrushed. Uh, Champa's Ciampa airbrushed. He was was uh, ridiculous. Was, it was great, but uh, it, it felt like it'd be in line with something goofy that he'd wear when he's showing up to taunt Johnny. Right. By the way, his little wave taunt <sighs> as as he was stumbling back up the ramp yeah. after the match. Oh, beautiful. So good. Hands so still good. cuffed, and yeah. then the fact that he can say that he beat Johnny Gargano with his hands, hands tied behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, no, they were in front because oh, he had fair. to get him for, yeah, the, that's for right. the DDT. That's right. But he was handcuffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to beat him handcuffed, which uh, uh-huh. will forever uh, be it. And I think 
part of another layer of the reason why this works so well is I'm fairly certain they're still best friends outside of yeah, yeah. the ring. So, you know, you trust the person that you're in there with to to do uh, to tell the story safely and to perform these maneuvers safely. And do some like, craziest just, fucking shit. But that's, those are always the best sort of things when yeah. best friends go at it because they just, you know – Pull up something from a stupid argument from like two years ago. Oh, you took the last, uh, you know, uh, you ate the last uh, portion of pizza rolls out of the freezer. Now I'm going to lay this potato into you. That is the type of thing that would piss you yes, off. Yes, it, it, it is. <laughs> those pizza rolls are in there. They're fucking mine. Don't eat my goddamn pizza rolls. Th- this reminds me, I should get pizza rolls for the next time we record in person. <laughs> yes, 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 you should. Yes, agreed. Um, Seconded, cosine. Uh, but yeah, uh, Gargano is just unreal right now. It's true. I mean, I know we talk all the time about can't-miss prospects on the main roster. They'll find a way to fuck them up. They'll find a way to fuck them up. They'll find a way. But Gargano, for me, is so interesting because Gargano was a guy who... He really didn't say thrive on the indies. Like no, he was uh, there. He was there, yeah. and a- at least for the first chunk of his career, he had one of the most obnoxious gimmicks I've ever seen, which was literally, "Hey, remember the '90s? The pro uh. wrestler." <laughs> like he'd come out wearing a jean vest with like a reptar patch, yeah. and he'd make like fucking salute your shorts references and promos. <laughs> I'm not making this up. You can go back and watch early oh, days of like Dragon man. Gate USA, and that's who he was. Jesus. But to see him now, just. Uh, he's in incredible shape. He's putting on these yeah. incredible matches. He's shown he's a great babyface, and now we're seeing he can bring a viciousness. Yeah, like he's becoming well-rounded. It's a far cry from Camp Anawana. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although we still hold you in our heart, of course. Uh, <laughs> but when I think of Money in the Bank, at least the first few matches, it makes me want to fart. So let's oh, talk about man with the segue. This yeah, time. let's let's Shit. talk about Money in the Bank. Um, so pre-show, Good Brothers. Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. The Brothers the Brothers. brothers. Uh, I didn't catch it. Yeah. You didn't. <laughs> went back. You didn't miss anything. They did practically the same match on SmackDown on Tuesday. Okay. And in both it's the Bludgeon Brothers won. Such a shame because on paper, that could have been a great moment for both teams. Yeah. And instead. And the Good Bros, you know, have gotten themselves in tremendous shape. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if uh, Hot Asian Wife was threatening to leave Carl or not, but damn. Dude, uh, dude unloaded the... Uh, the pectorals and the guns on her. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think Bludgeon Brothers, and as we saw later on Tuesday SmackDown, there's something in line for those guys. So I think keeping the titles on them was probably a good chance. Right. You know, there's there at some point down the line, I'd say the Good Brothers may get another you know title run. Who knows? Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people on SmackDown with only two hour shows, so you gotta yeah. try and cycle people in and out. But um. But hey, there's one less person. On SmackDown, and we <laughs> saw his final appearance as Money in the Bank. Was this the off. first match? Yes. Oh God, it's only been six days, and I've already forgotten about Daniel it. Bryan against Big Cass. Not much of a match. No, I nothing mean, offensive. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the most white toast WWE sort of uh, pay per view match that that you could have had. The only really thing I remember. Was Daniel Bryan like launching himself over the corner yeah. uh, ring post onto Cass on the outside? Yeah, this is the newer, better, safer Daniel Bryan mind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? Is it? Uh, well, know. hey, uh, he didn't bounce his head off of as many things, so there's that. Yeah, there's uh, that. It's, I still cringe every time I see him do something risky. But. Daniel Bryan went over clean. 2 0. 2 0 against the big ass. Yeah. Um, and, you know. Cass uh, came out extra cocky 
Uh huh. I don't know if that's part of the you know just the story they were telling about you know I'm seven foot tall I can beat this little wimp sort of thing. Or yeah. I don't know if he was just really that high on himself. And from some accounts backstage, <laughs> that was part of the issue. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't just an issue. Apparently. There were multiple issues right. with uh, Big Cass, with management, yeah, with Vince, yeah, and uh, Kevin Dunn. Issues going back to before he, he tore his ACL, uh, people internally were not happy with his feud with the Big Show. Um, well, yeah. well, I mean, no one was no happy one was with that, happy but in particular, that. they weren't happy with him there. He came back. Uh, of course, there was the little person incident, Yep. Uh, which for those who don't know, when they did the segment on SmackDown a few weeks back, when... Uh, basically to mock Daniel Bryan. Sure. He had a little person come out. Apparently he was just supposed to knock down right. the little person. Big Cass was like, but I want to beat him up. They told him no. He went to Vince, who told him no. They did the live show, and he beat up the little person anyway. Yeah, if Vince tells you no, you probably shouldn't do it. Right. Then you have uh, his promo last week on SmackDown, which was a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And apparently he was supposed to rehearse it right. and blew off rehearsal. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's been pissing off people backstage, not because he's a Trump supporter, but because he won't shut up about it, yeah. including getting into a verbal altercation with Sami Zayn about Muslims. Always a great idea. Uh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Uh, on, the Euro- on the European tour, he pissed people off <laughs> because he locked himself into the bathroom. The door got jammed because of his own fault. He thought people are ribbing him, uh, so he big booted the door down and then turned for the rest of the trip. No one could close the door on the bathroom. That's a dick move. Uh, yeah. Uh, and unverified. This is this is the, the sketchiest of the rumors. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Big Uncle Dave report it. But apparently there was an incident backstage with him and Carmella this week where he was trying to get her to take him back. And apparently the Usos and Eric Rowan had to step in and and take care of their girl, Mella. Oh, dude. That's that's not a good look. Hey, I've been there. no, No doubt, same. There was a time when I was so brokenhearted. Love wasn't much of a friend of mine. Yes. Aerosmith, 1995. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> oh, God. Prime Alicia Silverstone. The best trio of music videos of all time. <laughs> anyway. Um, Someone's going to throw out the Guns N' Roses trilogy. Nope, just sorry. So you know. I love Guns N' Roses, but the crying, amazing, and uh, crazy videos with Alicia and uh, Liv Tyler were mwah. <laughs> and we can, that's enough for another time. So uh, That'll be the Patreon episode. Before, years before I met my wife, uh, I was with this chick. She was a whore. Um, but I was an idiot and I was DJing at the club, uh, in the club, the bar in Essex <laughs> where, uh, we all went on Wednesday nights yeah. and I was just, I was a fucking mess. I like left my, I just set up a playlist and left the, uh, computer playing the songs and then like I, uh, went back into the kitchen and tried to like beg her to take me back. I was like a fucking crying, sobbing mess. It was pathetic. I've been there. Yeah. It's not a good look. I felt like an asshole yeah. uh, to all my friends, the people who I actually liked um, and still talk to. Uh, I was an asshole. And, you know, yeah. people get drunk and have, uh, you know, get dumped and have, uh, you know, yeah, bad, uh, bad things. Yeah. I don't think Cass was drunk. No. But he got dumped. Yeah. Uh, and she's, you know, had a really good year. He has not. No. Um, so I, I, I get it, Big C. Colin, uh, you know what I'm Billy. Billy, is it William? Is that yeah, what it yeah. is? Billy, you son of a bitch. Um, 
But not a good look to do that shit at work. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you slice it. He got fired on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And he was not wished well in his future endeavors. No, he was not, which is quite telling because they yeah. usually do that. Um, so it begs the question, um, is there money? I mean, there's obviously some money in the mm-hmm. indies for any past WWE. Fuck, Oksana made money on the yeah. on the indies uh, post-WWE. But who's going to book him for a match as opposed to just doing an autograph signing? Like, is this guy... Yeah, I I think there's a few layers of this, which is... uh, And I recognize we're we're totally derailing the money in the bank recap, but it's okay. Um, Is he the type of guy who wants to do indies? Is he... Is he the type of guy who, like, say, an Alex Riley, who's like, well, if I'm not in WWE, it's not worth it. Maybe I'll become an actor. Right. You know, maybe maybe that's where he wants to go. Ugh. I don't really see <laughs> in, in in this day and age. It used to be, you know, as recently as like two or three years ago. Oh, TNA is going to sign him. Right. The the current TNA Impact. I don't see a place for him there because no. the product they're putting on is is so much more work rate heavy yeah. and less built around. WWE cast-offs, yeah. I don't think that's there for him. Yeah, the the uh, the MCWs, the Northeast Wrestling, you know, all of these companies that build around, you know, having local talent but also big-name stars pop up. Right. I could see them offering for autograph signings yeah. or a Enzo and cast reunion if they can stand to be around each other. Which I don't think they can. Which I don't think they can either, but maybe they can if, if the money's good. Yeah, once once Enzo's hip-hop career goes nowhere, oh. as we all expect it to be, right, and, and right. Cass is sitting at home, you know, on his 20th Miller High Life, yeah. just shoots him a text like, hey, brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, though, that that's what he wants to do, because he strikes me as one of those guys, for, for good or for ill, that sees WWE as the place to work. Right. Um, and, I mean, he's he, he's seven feet tall. He's muscular. Allegedly. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it can't be taught. Um, he's seven feet tall. He, he's got a, a good look. He's not terrible at promos. He's just apparently terrible at listening. He's young enough where I could see a few years down the line him getting another shot if he were to show – on the indies or, or something like that, that he's reliable. Right. That he's changed his ways. He needs an AA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know that he's going to do that. I, I don't know yeah. that, that. I don't know enough about how he acts, but based on what we've been able to piece together, he may not even think he's done anything wrong. Yeah, so I mean, if there's one thing I know about Trump supporters, <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to get into that. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I don't know, I don't know what the future holds for this guy. Um, yeah. At Sun Ted Cruz for all your complaints, he, he, he was never a great worker. The no. the gimmick of the tag team is what got him and them over. Yeah, obviously Enzo carried it, which is why they built an entire cruiserweight division around that guy. Yeah, and but, it worked. It, and it worked. worked. It did. It did. It garnered interest into the show, uh, and then. Some things happened to him, uh, and then now, and now with Cass, he was kind of the the seven foot dead weight uh, yeah. in the corner, and he can't he, teach that. He was the Colossus to the Wolverine uh, with the mm-hmm. fastball special, um, and you know when when you run out of balls to throw or people, uh, yeah, what what the fuck are you gonna do? So you know, I, I'm sure he'll pop up somewhere. I really, I, I don't really think he's gonna 
you know, sign to another uh, company unless they're really desperate for sure, somebody. Sure. Um, He's not going to be popping up at Ring of Honor on Friday oh night God. or anything. Uh, I, I I don't think that's God. I hope not. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the realm that he will exist no. in. No. Uh, if anything, you look at uh, a Ryback, and that's probably where yeah. uh, the future yeah, yeah, yeah. of Big Willie is going to be. Oh, God. Can you imagine a, a Big Cast podcast? <laughs> oh, good the Lord. The Big Cast. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe that's his future. Maybe he's going to be like a, a Fox News correspondent. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Uh, Sami Zayn, Bobby Lashley. Oh, man. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over on so many levels, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even mean for that. But, yeah, yeah the match was a match. Um, for a match that short, why wasn't it just a squash? Bobby squash? killing Sammy? Why was it booked in this boring-ass slow way? I don't know. I uh, didn't book the I, match. <laughs> Chris, I need answers. You were there. Why don't you ask Michael Hayes? <laughs> I thought he was dead. I, you know, yet gotten confirmation on that. Vince, I know you're listening, damn it. Yeah. Making that billion-dollar Fox money. Yeah. Just fucking tape up your wrists and, and fists and just <laughs> Murder ground him. a pound, man. Ground Murder a pound. Murder him. Ground um, a pound. Choke him with his fanny pack. Yeah. It was just slow and bad. And, and, and those two matches back-to-back really started to worry me because Chicago was game. Yeah. They were stoked. And then WWE seemed to be like, yeah, let's see how much we can kill off your interest in this show. Well, apparently Uh, we didn't know at the time Sammy was injured. Yeah. Two each rotator cuff. Torn. Torn. And he still worked worked a match. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, obviously when the first time he was out for an injury, he worked a match with Cena, which was a great match with a yeah. shoulder thing. Was it a rotator cuff then? Well? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not right. sure. It was a shoulder thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He threw it out doing his fucking hand thing in the corner, which yeah. is the derpiest way to injure yourself. But uh, yeah. Sammy's kind of a derp in his own lovable kind of way. Story of my life. Uh, <laughs> l- legit, earlier this week, I cut open my forehead because I was pulling a bag out of my trunk and You're hit juicing. my head on the trunk. <laughs> juicing for so, so, yeah, I, exactly. I went into work with a crimson mask. It was not, <laughs> it was not a great look. Uh, um, it was not PG. But, but yeah, not a, not a very good match. But uh, mercifully... This whole thing is killed off and done. Uh, then we had uh, the first good match of the night. Yes. Seth Rollins defending the IC title against Elias. Dope-ass match. Yeah. Elias looked great. He did. That, that was probably the best I've ever seen Elias in a yeah. match. Uh, and, and you could tell from the intro through to the match, Elias is over huge yeah. right now. Uh, I mean... He is a guy, much like Rollins, who, when he came out, could not have looked more like the face of the company. Yeah. Uh, these are guys you want to pull the trigger on and give yeah. all the money to. Yeah. I th- and I thought Elias was going to win. Yeah, I thought for sure, especially with uh, one of the, the near falls. Elias Ooh, had this yeah. amazing rush yep. of, of uh, I don't even remember what it was, but I know there was, like, a move into the steps, and, like, it was just... A quick was, sequence of, of it, it, solid offense. And it looked great. Yeah. Uh, and I was shocked that he lost. And I thought the way that he lost meant we're going to see a rematch at SummerSlam. Well. Well. <laughs> here comes Raw. Yeah, here, here comes, comes Raw. Here uh, comes Dolph Ziggler, Josh's favorite part of the show. Yeah, uh, it's Dolph Ziggler with his new buddy uh, Drew McIntyre. Diesel or- McIntyre. Diesel McIntyre in order to prove... <laughs> How dominant of a duo they are, Dolph Ziggler wins the IC title clean. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that flabbergasted me. I, I got that alert on my phone as I was hosting a trivia game on Monday, and I did, like, the stupid, like, what face, yeah. and then double took, and then read it again. I was like, yeah. fuck, really? This, 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 this to me, is, <laughs> is one of the things that is so weird about WWE booking. So you had this great match with right. Seth and Elias. Elias tried to pull the tights to win. He didn't get a three count. Seth pulled the tights. Well, the belt, right. technically, on the jeans. Turnabout's fair play. So this would tell me, okay, extreme rules. They're going to have a rematch. Sure. Maybe two out of three falls or yeah. something like that. You know, we took each other to the limit in one fall. You know, you, you couldn't beat me clean in one fall. You couldn't beat me clean in one fall. Why don't we try to do two out of three? Something like that. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's the logical progression here. You have Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre who are trying to make this dominant force right. in WWE. They are, as of the week before, trying to get a shot at the tag titles. Right. Therefore, your plan with these two storylines is to put the Intercontinental title <laughs> on Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what that plan uh, was, and or if I, it was a last-minute change. Maybe maybe Elias got injured in the match. We don't know about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I maybe I'm giving them too much credit for that. Uh, sure. But even so, why would you just change the titles? That feels like something that was premeditated. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was very and, – and that's not to say the match with Seth and Dolph was bad. It was actually quite good. Yes. Uh, and it's not to say Seth as IC champion is bad. Or Seth as fake Shawn Michaels with Drew as his diesel is bad. Dolph. Uh, or sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Dolph is as fake Shawn Michaels with Drew as his diesel. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Could be totally into that. Uh, yeah. And and again, you know, having the the title on Dolph to to underline that he's fake Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah. It's kind again, of... still fine with that. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. it felt like I the book entirely skipped a chapter and I missed something. Well, I, I'm I'm curious because there's a rematch this Monday for right. the title, but it wouldn't make sense to switch it. Back, unless you just wanted to get Dolph another Intercontinental Championship run to try and, uh, you know, because uh, they they posted a graphic yeah. of his, he has six, Miz has eight, mm-hmm. and um, Jericho has nine. Right. I see title win, so I don't know if this is a little, uh, you know, fuck you to Jericho of them trying to. It's possible. Do that with a little flipsy flopsy here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's pretty petty, and I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I mean, Jericho... Uh, Bra- Brock Lesnar just got brought up for passing the modern record of 435 <laughs> days. Which That's a little bit different. I'm just saying, they aren't petty. They're very petty. <laughs> oh, okay. They are full-on Tom Petty. They are incredibly petty. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, you should have got Lori Petty yeah, there. Fair <laughs> point. They are tank girls. The whole group of them. She likes the high ones. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Two people got that a league of their own reference there. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sorry about it either. Uh, but yeah, uh, it just was weird because they they had such a great match. It showed yeah. me that Seth and Elias could be a feud, or like I was talking about with uh, with Dream and Ricochet earlier. Maybe this is something they could build down the line. Yeah, for a money match for the Universal Title or something like that. Yeah. Instead. Well, uh, 
I just totally bypassed it. Maybe Seth is gonna move back into the main event picture, but that's kind of impossible while Brock is still MIA with the title. Yeah, uh, is Seth a part of this whole six person Not yet. to do an Extreme Rules? <laughs> Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. I feel like he will be. Um, cause I feel like, you know, they're going to stick it, stick with, uh, Ziggler for the time being, maybe run the old Sean Diesel program back, uh, which will be yeah. fine. I mean, yeah. you know, those two, you know, uh, I almost said blowing off each other. Um, that's not really what I want to see. No. Uh, maybe. The work rate would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Their cardio is up to snuff for Yeah, that. exactly. And for um, some reason, Dolph still does a flare flop in the middle of it. I don't even know why. <laughs> right on t- and to Drew McIntyre's hog. Yep. <laughs> Bounces off the ropes right well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Flips over, dick in the mouth. Oh, Christ. Uh, uh, what yeah. was I saying? Uh, oh, oh, it just Seth into the main event picture. Yeah. Um, I feel like they need to get this uh, Braun Strowman cash-in out of the way yeah. uh, soon. Um, and that's the glory of a Money in the Bank contract is mm-hmm. you can ask for a title match whenever you want. That's the whole condition of the title. So if he says... Brock, I'm going to win the title from you next Monday on Raw. I mean, Brock, storyline-wise, KFA-wise, has to show up to defend. Right. Or else he gets stripped, and I guess it would be given to him. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I'm not They can write their way around that. Yeah. Um, Because the the confines of the money in the bank uh, uh, contract haven't really been defined. Uh, you know, there have been people who cash in at a moment's notice. There have been people right. who call their shot. Right. Uh, it can be done in, in, in many different ways. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but, yeah, just kind of unfortunate. Yeah. That, and I love that Seth. After a great match that it was just, oh, that's the one chapter we get of that story. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe somewhere down the line they can go back to it. Um, then well, we have the women's ladder in the bank. Ladder, ladder in the bank. Ladder in the bank. Ladder in the bank. The women's <coughs> money in the bank ladder match. Dude, those women put on a show. Infinitely better than the first year. Yeah. I thought the first year was surprisingly yeah. well done. That was a damn solid ladder match. They got their shit in, man. Sasha looked like she was murdered at least three times. Same with Ember. Yeah. Good that was- lord. That spot early on with Sasha and Ember where they did the uh, crossbody onto oh, the tiny yeah. ladder. Jesus Christ! Surprised Sasha wasn't broken in half. I mean, she weighs like three pounds. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Ember seems like the kind of uh, stupid daredevil Mm -hmm. uh, sort of person that is going to end up injuring themselves really bad doing something stupid. Yeah, she's still excited enough to be there that she's willing to die for the company. (laughs) Yeah, which, you know, for our entertainment is not dying, but putting your body on the line for our entertainment is something that we do appreciate. Um, But yeah, everybody had some really good moments uh, in that match. Uh, I was surprised. Really, the biggest non-factor in the match was Natalia. I kind of thought going into this, this was hers to yeah, win. Yeah. And she ended up being kind of a non-presence. Lana was in there and looked better than expected. Lana got some shit in, yeah. Uh, Naomi looked fantastic. I do like Naomi. Uh, she's grown on me quite a bit. Yeah. She, she's someone who, uh, not all that differently from the Usos a few years ago, that when on paper I hear they're going to be a part of a match, I go, eh. But then I see it and I go, hey, that was actually really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah uh, pre-Uso penitentiary Usos. <laughs> That's how I felt about that. Uh, who else was in there? We had uh, uh, Becky. Becky. Becky had some really he had a really good showing and a couple and, times and the crowd definitely wanted her to win, but yeah. they wanted someone else to win even more. In our eventual victor, Alexa Bliss. Man, that girl's over. Big night for Team Little Big, by the way. Yes, and I love it. Oh, I love those two together. So yeah, great. they're so they're so adorable together. You, you ship them. I understand. I fucking right, I do. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I think that was one of our. Uh, 
<laughs> I think that was one of the erotic fan fictions we did uh, when we brought it back uh, and then stopped doing it after two. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, it uh, was between the two of them. And yeah. I just want to I want to see it. Yeah. I no. I to see it. I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, but the, the crowd was very stoked to see Alexa win. Uh, the only real kind of ugly part at the end of the match was... Uh, unfortunately for Becky, so Becky went up, looked yeah. like she's going to win, and the whole idea is she's about to win, and Alexa ends up stealing it out from under her. Yeah. Unfortunately, Alexa was like a step or two behind, Yeah. so Becky had to look like a gigantic idiot she, trying to she, pull yeah. the uh, Bit of a doofus. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that editing can't fix later, sure, because sure, sure. Uh, God knows WWE likes to go back and edit pay-per-views, <laughs> but... um. Yeah, kind of unfortunate, uh, a, a, a slight, you know, black mark on a very, very good match. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as much as I love Alexa, I did not think that this was going to be her night. Yeah. I just thought she had a really good and lengthy title reign. They're going to let the other women run with it for a little bit. But, uh, man, they, they swerved me and proved me wrong real good, and I was I couldn't have been happier for it. Yeah, I wanted Becky to get something. Um, yeah. But, you know, Bliss and the way they handled it later in the night – it all made per- picture perfect sense. Yeah. Um. At that point, so yeah. uh, you want to just jump right to that? Uh. Yeah. So uh, basically, this ended up tying into the semi-main event of the night. Yeah. Apparently, at one point scheduled as the main event of the night. Well, and it could have been. It could have been. Uh. Ronda Rousey turns out really fucking good in the ring. I I I fully admit my incorrect um yeah. assessment of her. She is a really good pro wrestler. Yes. Yes. <laughs> excellent turn of phrase there. She is an excellent pro wrestler. Yes. Got to work on those promos. Yeah. This week on Raw, <sighs> we saw the best version of Ronda Rousey we could have. Dude, she was she was made a star. That was yeah. that was her Raw Monday was her stone cold um giving Vince a stunner moment. Yes. That was her star-making moment. That yes. That is going to be in her Hall of Fame induction. Um, yes. That would be the last image shown, probably. Absolutely. Aside from her maybe eventually winning the title. Not yes. maybe. She's going to win the title. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, man, uh, the the match itself with Nia was, was played just the way it needed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Nia is this big, uh, 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 unmovable, uh, immovable object. Yeah. Not the... Unstoppable force. Fucking idiots. I still am pissed at them for getting that wrong. Yeah. Um, it's Sorry, I don't know why I'm holding on to that grudge. It just doesn't it's make okay. sense to me. Uh, <laughs> she's not the irresistible force, goddammit. So, okay. uh, Ronda selling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure how much of it was acting because I feel like, you know, that shit, some of that shit really hurt with Nia tossing yeah, her yeah. around. Nia's, Nia's a big girl compared to Ronda's size. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of that shit really hurt and, you know, it's not that well acting. The one thing, and I don't know if it, it may have been a botch, but it kind of played into her selling was when she kind of got knocked down and then stood up, but then tripped back and kind of fell between the first and second ropes yeah, yeah. outside of the ring. Outside. <laughs> I laughed because I thought she yeah, just slipped and botched me. I'm like, well, maybe she's just selling it, and it just yeah, looked yeah, yeah. that much better. Yeah. It's still a funny thing to watch. You just kind of fall out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was just something. I mean, I, I will eat every bit of, of words I had said about yeah. that match. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be a train wreck. Nia looked great. Yeah. Ronda looked great. Ronda looked like a world beater. The cash-in was perfect. Yeah. Uh, as as Alexa versus Ronda is going to be fucking money. Yep. Um, 
I, I understand that, you know, they're doing the whole 30-day suspension gimmick again. Well, she's got a movie to promote. I mean, she's so. got a movie to promote, <laughs> and she's got some house shows along the way, and apparently she's going to be in San Diego on Monday for Raw, so okay. who the hell knows what this is going to be about. But they could do the old Austin bit where, you know, she the runs out up, yeah. there, uh, fucks with Alexa, here come the cops, yeah. all nine. Um, and that would be perfect. Yeah. Uh, it was beautifully executed, top to bottom. Um, yeah. Just I, I was stunned. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I was very. I was so. I was just happy. I was yeah. pleased that. Yeah. you know, she looked as good as they did. That the thing with Alexa worked really well. I don't know if they're. Uh, and they may do a triple threat at SummerSlam. They could. Obviously, there's no love lost between Nia and Alexa at yeah, this I point. I think they're saying they're doing Nia and Alexa at uh, Extreme, Extreme Rules. Rules. Okay, because of the um, suspension. Yeah, because of the suspension, and also you know the the champion always gets right. a return shot. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, honestly, that'll be turned into a schmoz with a Ronda run in, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, just dumbfounded by how good that was. Uh, other Money in the Bank stuff. Uh, Roman versus Gender happened. I barely paid attention to it. It wasn't terrible. The crowd, not interested. They <laughs> chanted about literally everything else. <laughs> uh, this is awful. CM Punk, yeah. NXT, Rusev Day, The Elite, The, the Elite, like everything. Um yeah. I think they're at a point now where it's like, well, the crowd's chanting something. Yeah, but the, it it's, has nothing to do with the match. They're not. They're but not. they're invested in breaking the match. I think that's yeah, but the they new weren't, logic. But, yeah, yeah, but I that doesn't count because you want people to at least, you know, pay attention to the match. And I felt so bad for uh, which Mahal was it? Sunil. Sunil Singh, I believe. Or not Mahal uh, Singh. Yes. Yeah. Sunil Singh uh, having to take the craziest bumps. Yeah. Uh, for Roman, uh, I mean he. The the uh, the Singh brothers have since they've been with Jinder basically the bump boys yeah yeah uh, the ragdolls yeah they both got killed by Randy Orton Aerosmith during that pump. feud yeah nineteen ninety two sorry um, it's a very uh, Aerosmith heavy show <laughs> maybe it was on um, permanent vacation on it might have been Who um, knows? anyway okay. uh, felt. It felt bad for him, but, you know, the match was what it was. Yeah. I think it's funny that uh, he came out in a, in a wheelchair and took a bump in a wheelchair right after they aired, like, a special Olympics <laughs> well, promo. You know. Um, <laughs> then we had AJ versus Nakamura, last man standing. Yeah. Hands down their best match. Oh, without a doubt. And I had a feeling it would be, and it wasn't. It wasn't Wrestle Kingdom. It wasn't the wrestling match no. we wanted, but there no. was plenty of wrestling in there. Yeah, and tit for tat and ball for ball and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, literally ball for ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. AJ got his face fucked up something oh, fierce. Oh my god! With that, uh, all the stair work that they yeah, did, yeah, and, and that 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 kick that not. I mean, he could have won a World Cup match with that kick. Oh, Holy yeah. shit, dude! Uh, just hard hitting. Yeah, the best Nakamura has lurked, looked as a heel. Yeah, uh, towards the end of that match, just oh. his his kind of weird, kind of goofy, evil villain selling his, and, and everything. His, when was he set so fun. AJ up on the third announce table and kind of sashayed his way down, <laughs> ripping off the covers of the other two to do the Kinshasa running Kinshasa off the oh. other twos. That was a thing of beauty. Yeah, and I loved every second. I mean, of Last it. Man Standing is one of my least favorite uh, WWE yeah. stipulations because. The rhythm of the ten count, right, and then getting the crowd back in yeah. is, is very hard. It's a yeah. lot of give or take, um, but they did an excellent job. They really did, and uh, you know, 
as an as a Nakamura fan, bummer that you know he didn't win here. Yeah. Um. I guess AJ continues on because he's you know the face of the video game and, yeah. and all that. <laughs> and, and after this week's awesome gauntlet match, we're getting AJ Rusev. Wow. Uh, which should be awesome. Yes. Uh, it, you know, you know, they kind of missed uh, when the fire was its hottest. Yeah, but I, I feel Rusev. like it can be reignited. Oh, absolutely. Very quickly. Uh, come this Tuesday. Yeah. Um. But yeah, AJ. I feel like there's more really good matchups in AJ versus the rest of the roster than there sure. is for Knock. I mean, you know, we've sure. had this. This has been going this feud pretty much since January, since Nakamura won the Rumble. Yeah. Um, and obviously it picked up more as WrestleMania approached. But that's half the year. Yeah. So, you know, you, there's a lot of, you know, AJ Daniel Bryan, yeah. AJ Rusev, which we're getting. I think AJ Miz would be great. Um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot more matches I want to see in, in that regard. So I think it was yeah. I think it was the right call. And that's not to say somewhere down the line that AJ and Nakamura can't have another, you know, series of matches where they really sure. just wrestle the fuck out of each other. Sure, um, sure. Uh, I, I think it's very clear, though, that Nakamura, even though he's a, a top star of the SmackDown brand, it's pretty clear WWE doesn't see him as... A, a champion. The face that runs the place. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I, I thought that would have been really interesting and unique to see. Because I feel like SmackDown is a show where you can kind of experiment with people on yeah. top. And it would have been in- interesting to see Nakamura as the top face. You know, essentially someone who is not a native English speaker being the, the top guy of yeah. the company. But that that's also the, the New Japan fan in me wanting to see him yeah, succeed. And, you know, language does have a certain amount of things to do with that. He, he does... Speak English, yes, but the it's hard to understand him, mouth guard in or not. Yeah, you know his accent's very thick, and you know you're going into the heartland, into uh, Trump's America. Yeah, talking, you know, (laughs) some some Japanese guy uh, just doesn't doesn't really equate uh, to to the South. That that reminds me, there's a story going around that apparently there was some debate on the SmackDown side of things. You know how so many people have, you know, the, the voiceover that kicks off their music, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. burn it down, yeah, yeah. smell the rocks cooking. Apparently, there was a lot of people pushing for knock them. No, speak English. True. <laughs> As the new glass shatters. <laughs> That's when you know your dick's going to get kicked. Or punched. Is way I'm just, just picturing, no, speak English. Oh. <laughs> I would actually love that. <laughs> Let's make that happen, CFOs. Uh, Carmella and Asuka had a match. James Ellsworth is back. <laughs> match was really bad. Uh, it was okay. Carmella is not salvageable in the ring. Uh, maybe. And then, Well, that's probably why they brought Ellsworth back, is to get this Asuka feud. The finish legs. was weird. Yeah, well, it took too long. Yeah. And Asuka's not, and twice. not that stupid. Yeah. You know, she can't be that stupid. James Ellsworth doesn't know how to wink. It was yeah. just an over-exaggerated wink. Mm. <laughs> you leave old Jimmy alone. Jimmy Dream alone? Jimmy Dream. Uh, uh, and then the other thing was the men's money in the bank, which, <laughs> perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like, you know, it was kind of men's money in the bank by numbers. Not yeah. in a bad way, but, you know. Owens like, took a hell of a bump. Yeah, he did. Uh, and it took him out. Uh, I loved them burying Braun with ladders. Yeah. Uh, and the Miz trying to take up uh, the opportunity of them yeah. doing that to, to steal the briefcase. Um, 
there were there was there was some good uh there were some good spots in there, you know, Finn doing his uh crazy stuff. Yeah. Um where was why wasn't Cesaro in this match? Uh I guess they're just seeing him and, and Sheamus's. I was you thinking know, about that team. earlier. That, that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um Kofi being in there instead of Big E missed opportunity in my eyes, but it looks like they're trying to do something with Big E now. Yeah. Um, Kofi, you know, did his Kofi stuff. Oh, sure. Which sure. was fun. Um I one of my favorite spots was not something that was on TV. Uh, because it really wasn't a, a spot. Uh, Hannibal Burris. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, uh, for those unfamiliar, comedian actor Hannibal Burris oh, was yeah. in the front row uh, for Money in the Bank, yes. and on his Instagram story, he posted a video of him making Finn corpse because Finn was passed out on the announce table. So he's just yelling at him. That's a terrible That's position a terrible, to be in. You gotta get out of there. You gotta man. get out of there, man. Yeah, yeah. And, oh. and you see Finn fighting so hard from cracking up. Uh, <laughs> I did not know Hannibal Burris was a wrestling fan. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah, me yeah. like Hannibal Boris much more. Uh, a few uh, a few Wrestle Kingdoms ago, he was there. He'd never seen Japanese wrestling really? before, and he went to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh my god! He <laughs> so, has he has one of my favorite bits of all time about pickle juice. Uh, <laughs> you, you need to look that up. Yeah, uh, he, OG uh, uh, five thirty eight. He, it's he also has a, a great bit about. Uh, Setting up a parade in New Orleans. <laughs> okay, I recommend I that one also. Anyway, he's he's hysterical. He's one of those actors uh, who you'll go, oh, I've seen this guy. Yeah. when you see a photo of he's him. He's in that new movie Tag. Yes, I he's, think was in Neighbors. Yeah, and, uh, Eric Andre show. Yeah, he does a lot. On uh, he was in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming also. Oh, that's right. He was a gym teacher. <laughs> yeah, he was. I forgot about. <laughs> there is a video of Captain America. Who I guess is a war criminal now. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> Delivered only as he could. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Money in the Bank was fun. And, you know, as we and said, Team Little Big, the big got his. Um, yeah. You know, as as much as it's time for Braun to win the title and run with it, I, I still feel like he didn't need it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if it accelerates it, fine. If that's their yeah. out of the Brock thing, then let's just get it over with and, you know, bring Brock back for one more night, have him job the title yeah, to Braun. Yeah, because it looks like we're going to see him at SummerSlam because now we're getting this... Six person to do for the number one contendership uh, at Extreme Rules. Right. Um, well, it doesn't necessarily have to be against Brock. It could be against Braun. Yeah, fair. If they do a cash in before then, yeah. I guess it all depends on on the lay of the land as we get closer to SummerSlam. You know, yeah. if, is is Brock willing to play nice? Is yeah. is Brock wanting to do something that's not on pay per view? You know how exactly all that works out. Yeah. I, I I don't really know. Um, it it. You know, between that match and between AJ Rusev, it's already got the the makings of a, a very good show. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it it is still going to be that filler pay per view until we get to SummerSlam. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else of note happened on SmackDown and Raw. We had Sanity show up. Yeah, Sanity finally debuted. No Nikki Cross, which is unfortunate because that would have been the perfect time to bring in. True. Nikki. True. Um, but I feel like yeah. what they're trying to they're trying you know they're establishing them as a as a you know. To, to, to attack the men's tag team and then taking out the Usos was great. Um, you know, it's, it's good to see Eric Young, you know, on SmackDown. He's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, had a long storied career and is very talented. And right. Killian Dane is great. And, and and Wolf has come a long way, too. And, and it appears they uh, escaped the Phantom Zone that AOP are currently yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, well, apparently they had a match on main event. So oh. at least they're, you know, they're getting in front of crowds. Yeah. Good to know. I think they fought Breezango. Oh, okay. uh, Tyler Breeze tweeted out something about that. Um, so that happened. What else? Uh, uh, oh, the gauntlet match was great. Biggie 
Big E yeah. Daniel Bryan, I need a much longer match. Between yeah, those yeah. Two. And Big E bringing back the spirit of the floor, which oh, is God. one of my Damn most it. favorite slash least favorite spots in I the know. world. Oh, God. I, I cringe, but I love it. It's Every, like one eye open, gripping yeah, my just, pillow tight. Uh, uh, so, just so crazy, so insane. Uh, also, this week from WWE, did you catch the Hardys 24? I did. I did. Probably one. I, I, the first 20, 30 minutes of it are the peak of the the, the program, in my yeah. opinion, because it is the most surprisingly honest, it's very candid WWE documentary I've ever seen. Yeah, um, they they go into uh, Jeff's drug problems. They go into Matt's drinking problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they show footage from TNA. Yeah, complete with Victory uh, Road, complete with uh, captions. Of, of the infamous Sting Jeff Hardy match, yep. um, yeah, it, it was it was kind of hard to Mug watch. Mugshots and talk about DUIs yeah. and getting you know drinking and rehab, like it was surprisingly. Matt candid. Hardy falling asleep during. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, promo uh, that was that was bonkers. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know seeing uh, uh, Shane Helms in there because he, he's been one of their closest friends yeah. for a long time and. Rebby, you know, being candid about everything too. It was it was really well done. Like all their documentaries are well done. Yeah. But the the subject matter of this was so much more than oh, Chris Jericho was born in Winnipeg and then wrestled in Mexico and wrestled right. in Japan and then came to the United States to WCW. This was like these dudes fucked up big time after reaching yeah. the pinnacle of the business in terms of tag teams. Well, I mean, Jeff was a world champion, uh, right. WWE champ, but um, but yeah, it was. It was it was really good, and they you know did a, a fair amount of uh, um, coverage on the broken universe and mm-hmm. ultimate deletions and final deletions and stuff like that, and yeah. you know gave Matt a lot of credit for reinvigorating the career and stuff like that. So yeah, it was if you haven't watched it yet, it's it's definitely worth the hour, um, and it's on the network, so it's right there. Yeah, for yeah, you. you can check it out anytime, and it, it's definitely worth seeing. Um, also this week, the other big story, uh, unfortunately, uh, Vader passed away. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Uh, complications of pneumonia. That guy's had a, a rough few years health-wise, yeah. and it looked like he was actually on uh, an upward swing um, after having some heart issues that they said, you know, he'd only live for a year. Yeah. Um, looked like he was doing better, but, uh, you know, time caught up with him, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I... You know, he was – I never watched any of his Japan stuff. I obviously only yeah. go back and check that out. I remember some of his stuff um, from WCW, you know, big moments with uh, with Mick Foley with his ear got uh, ripped off. That was in a yeah, 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 game, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, was that in Japan or was that in WCW? Uh, that was in WCW. It was okay. a, a Germany house show. Oh, yeah. That was, he lost in the right. ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the thing with Vader's eye popping out. Yeah. My most – memorable Vader moment yeah. was his WWF debut when he yeah. took out Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah. Um I believe he was with Cornette at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh that was just such a impactful um debut. Mm-hmm. You know, Gorilla Monsoon, one of the most, you know, respected and loved uh, you know, people in the history of the sport and to you know, put the faith into to Big Leon to put him over, you know, to to beat him up and stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, I remember like the WWF magazine with like that was the cover, and I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had that up until like a couple of years ago that I yeah. uh, gave to one of the listeners for a prize pack or something. But um, but yeah, that was he was he was a great big man. Um, 
so agile, so talented. Um, you know, Boy Meets World playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ethan Sue, Ethan Sue, please, Dad, which was fucking great. So good, uh, so good. He was he was a hell he was a hell of a talent. It's sad when anybody goes. He was only what. 50 in his late 50s something something like that late Mid 50s, 50s, early 50s. 60s, something like yeah that. so in that range uh it, it it is a shame do you have any favorite Vader um moments? i i remember seeing him in wcw he yeah. first popped up with the crazy headdress that blew smoke and I everything know, such the coolest which, thing ever. which you know at the time was like six or seven years old was just like the coolest thing i've ever seen still kind of is uh, i mean yeah it's, <laughs> it, it's tremendous now but then it was just like this guy's magical yeah. um his feud with Sting, uh, his his match with Ric Flair was fantastic. Uh, him going against Hulk Hogan, even though it turned into the standard Hulk Hogan has you know a massive villain uh, yeah. feud uh, for me was unreal at the time that that was happening, and uh, I did love the beginning of his WWE WWF run. Um, you know, once uh, Shawn Michaels had a hissy fit about him, and he yeah. got bumped down the card, kind of a bummer because. He could have been, you know, this crazy dominant heel, yeah. uh, but <clears throat> just remarkable matches all throughout his career. Like, he, he put together such an amazing body of work. Yeah. WWF, WCW, New Japan, All Japan, uh, UWFI, which was like the mixed shoot work promotion. Okay. Um, indies, even yeah. in later years. Like, he he worked a, a schedule and worked uh, uh, so many different styles of match so many different talents yeah. that truly might be the best big man of all time yeah. and when he came back for a raw 1000 yeah and beat up Heath Slater, Slater I yeah. popped so hard for that it was yeah. glorious absolutely murdered him yeah uh, and of course the boy meets world stuff like yeah. you mentioned now yeah. the only thing I gotta ask you think he banged Topanga I would hope so I mean, everybody Everybody wanted to. <laughs> I still would. Still want to. She's a wrestling fan, too. I know. Oh, God. Oh, uh, Topanga. <sighs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at Roughhouse SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. Are you looking for a gimmick enhancement? Want to try something new with an air of class, refinement, and nobility? Well, look no further than Mr. Fancy Pants' English nobility gimmick finishing school. Lord Stephen Regal, Earl Robert Eaton, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley are all proud graduates of our world-renowned program. You'll learn to curtsy, apply overly long finishing holds, and gain an exceptionally average physique. You'll earn an appreciation for Victorian era 
extra ankle-length robes, awkward British references that your hayseed audience will not understand, and gain permanent mid-card status. Mr. Fancy Pants English Nobility Gimmick Finishing School will turn you into quite the little shit.